Welcome to The Frenzy. I'm Melissa Carter. And I'm Jen Hobby. The Frenzy's mission is to celebrate friendships over 40. We believe that women can thrive through authentic relationships, self-discovery, and spiritual exploration. Our decades-long friendship continues to grow because we are willing to go there and share our truths through life's highs and lows. That's why The Frenzy is here, to hold space for women who are 40 and older, because at this age, your story matters more than ever. I'm Melissa, and I am a total witch, a raging witch. I'm going to try not to cuss as much on the podcast uh, when my sleep is interrupted. I mean, it is, yeah. it, it is not, it is not, I mean, it's not nice. I mean, I am the worst. It's, it's had detrimental effects on my past relationships. Um, it has caused my animals to be afraid of me. Um, it has caused my son to be a deer in headlights. I just, I don't know what it is. I, well, I know what it is. I'm a light sleeper. It takes me at least 20 minutes really? to go to sleep. And if you wake me up, I'm up. Like I, I don't, it's not easy for me to fall asleep. So if I'm in a deep sleep and you wake me up for a reason that is unnecessary, I will, full rage witch on you. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, here's, here's, I'm going to try to offer a bright side of that is that at least you're self-aware about it, right? At this age, we become, nobody else is, nobody else cares. Nobody else is self-aware. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want to be respected for, I just want to be respected for now. The latest incident has to do with a canine. So that's not my, you know, yes, not a kid or anybody interrupting your sleep, but no, she oh. has, and she got the full rage. Like I, and I felt, and I feel guilty. I feel bad after it's over with. Once the adrenaline's gone, I feel awful because it yeah. is abusive. It is abusive. It's verbally abusive, and I yell. Okay, so I mean, I'm telling you, it's not attractive at all. It's but it's okay, the truth. though. It's okay, and it's okay for you to admit that. And I'm proud of you. You know, because we have to acknowledge those ugly sides of ourselves. And you know this. Yes. Now, is there anything you can do or does she have to sleep in the room with you, Gigi? She has to sleep in the room with me. Bless okay. her heart. She's my, my dog is an elder dog. She's blind. She's deaf. She can barely walk. Um, and, but the problem is sometimes when she walks and she, and she falls over herself, she needs help getting up. And in the middle of the night, I'm just going to tell the truth. I, cause we've mm-hmm. talked in the past about me having cats. Dogs like to go and explore cat boxes because they want to dogs eat cat poop. Okay. Oh, that's, that's, that's very gross, but it's the truth. Ew. And so my cats tend to be night poopers. And so my dog decides that she's going to go explore. Well, she's old and she falls over herself and then she yelps for me to pick her up. So I have to tell her, Gigi, just lay down and go to sleep. Don't go after the dog poop or a cat poop rather. And, but she will then get up and do it again. She will interrupt me in the middle of the night yelping because she fell while trying to go eat poop. Eat the the cat poop. Oh, honey, you need a break. You need a break from the zoo. (laughs) I full on raged on her. The Carter Zoo is keeping you up at night. I swear. It's not my son. My son has done it once and he learned not to do that again. So he understands not to interrupt mother's sleep. Yeah. But the animal, anyway. Yes. Because I'm thinking, could you lock them out? Could you? Turn on like a sound machine. Could you do? I have earplugs, Jen. I got oh, earplugs. I got earplugs. And it helps most of the time. But the yelping. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's one thing for her to fall and can't get up. I mean, I'm compassionate about that. But it's when she's doing it for a reason that drives you crazy. 
Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, go to anyway. Go to Maybe F we sleep. need to get you some of those like Dr. Dre like beats those noise canceling <laughs> headphones and you just sleep, sleep in, in those. You, you know what no. cool? No, no, what I need is a full egg, the full chamber. Yes. I, I need a full chamber. That's right. Like Michael Jackson <laughs> used to sleep in. Oh, Didn't God. he sleep in one of those with like I oxygen? Did he? Yeah. Well, yeah. you can't go propofol. Okay. That's what's going say. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say he, he was in, injecting. I just remember in uh, Absolutely Fabulous. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Ab uh -huh. She, uh, Adina was, had one that was water. So she would, she'd be floating in water. And in it would chamber. Her, yeah, in, in a, a chamber. Yeah. <laughs> very funny anyway okay well we'll do whatever we need to do to prevent full witch no no here's the yes don't look if to my future girlfriend if you're out there <laughs> don't interrupt my sleep there we may have to sleep in two bedrooms okay two bedrooms yes yeah. do you know they're building houses with two primary bedrooms now? i understand now because yeah, I, I i can't 100%. i can't anyway oh my Sorry. gosh i went on and on about that I love going on and on about these first it, little things yes. in our podcast. Okay. Oh, and people who easily fall asleep don't understand why they get yelled at. Yeah. I envy that. I have sleep envy. Absolutely. But anyway. I feel like I'm in trouble for waking you up right now, but. <laughs> oh, it'd be worse than what I'm giving you now. It's awful. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Honey, I'm so sorry. It's all right. Okay. Well, Little she's Melissa Carter. I know. <laughs> I'm Melissa Carter and I take melatonin and have earplugs at night. What about you, Jen? Okay, I'm Jen Hobby, and my younger daughter is exactly like me because she's sneaky. Okay, uh, she I, looks like you too. It's weird. It's a little odd. I know. I do not um, enjoy admitting this, but when I was a kid, I was sneaky. I had like a rebellious streak in me, especially when I became a teenager and I snuck out and I said I was going to the movies and I never went to the movies. I just, you know read about what the movie was about so I could talk about it. I mean, I have a sneaky streak and my younger daughter does too. Okay. You ready for this? I love it. So every day in kindergarten, they bring either their lunch or get school lunch and then have an afternoon snack. Well, we pack in her bag, a good afternoon snack, you know, like a little bag of pretzels and an apple or an orange and some pirate's booty or whatever. We try to make them like healthy, but fun snacks in her bag. Well, she started telling my husband, because my husband Grant is the one who packs the lunches and the snacks in the morning. And she started telling him, Daddy, don't pack me a snack. I don't need it. And he was like, oh, okay, well, that's weird. So he just didn't pack her a snack for a couple of days. Well, fast forward to when we um, went by the school, because my husband does the thing where he stuffs folders for the teacher, like he volunteers in the class, which is so cute, because he's also the superintendent of schools, but he's the volunteer in the kindergarten classroom. Aww, so he goes by to stuff folders and he's chatting with the teacher. And she said, hey, I just wanted to remind you and Jen to pack a snack because Reese hadn't had one the last couple of days. And She's like, I always have a backup snack, but she hasn't had, and he goes, well, that's funny. She told me she didn't want me to pack her a snack anymore because she didn't need it. And he goes, what do you have for snack? Mm -hmm. She said, Rice Krispie Treats. And he was like, oh, <laughs> so we figured out that Reese did not want snacks anymore <laughs> because she could tell the teacher that her parents didn't pack one and she could get the Rice Krispie Treat, sweet treat. Wow. Smart girl. She's me. Because <laughs> you do. I mean, I, I earlier. I'm in you, trouble. You used it in past tense, which I appreciate. But then you used it in present tense because that never really goes away. I mean, does oh, it? Oh, 
My That's hilarious. Gosh. Smart. That's smart. I'm telling you, you watch your children and you see <laughs> yourself reflected in them. And mm -hmm. I do that with race. That oh my gosh. Cute. Sneaky little sucker. See, and I was the rule follower and I've got a rule follower. So, you know, <laughs> he would never lie to you to just get the sneaky, uh, awesome treat from the teacher stash. No, he comes and tells me the truth about everything and I reward him for it, you know, cause I, I, we let him know that, well, if you tell us the truth, you won't get in as much trouble. You still get in trouble, but it'll be far less punishment. You and know what that means? He, he's he's going to date Reese. That's exactly right. Opposite yes. attract. So he's going to be the good kid and he's going to be right. attracted to the wild child. Yes. Like my daughter. And so and you're she won't have be able to deal and with she the girlfriend. Be, yeah. She, she won't be able to commit to him and he will be in love with her and he won't understand what he's doing <laughs> wrong. And Reese will be like, it's not you, it's me. And then she'll go on a date with him and then she'll have a change of clothes. And then when he takes her home, she won't come in the house. She'll change her clothes and she'll go back out. Exactly. With yes. somebody else. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. That'll, that'll be it. And then Lauren will be, be like, Lauren will be like, future. why, why won't you date me? And Mr. Carter will be like, you're beautiful, but you know, you follow uh, the rules just like me. They're, they're a lot alike. Yeah. They'll be lab partners in science yes. class. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, all right. Okay. So today we could talk about our kids all, you know, all yeah, day long. Exactly. But also we want to talk about going big or going home for the holidays because the holidays are right upon us. And I'm afraid Miss Jen and Grant, the cute kindergarten volunteer, don't agree about what to do for the holidays. Also, uh, we have a you don't know my life question, right, Jen? Yes. Coming up, we're going to ask and answer this question. What's a voicemail that was left for you that you played more than once? Mm -hmm. And then the Frenzy Advice column is a brand new column where we answer your questions. And this one's from Jane in Atlanta. And she wants to know, will you be vaccinating your kids against COVID now that the shots have been approved? And mm -hmm. Melissa Carter has got your mirror mantra to say to your reflection this week. That is all coming up next. Right. But first, have you signed up for the Frenzy Weekly email yet? Did you know that we have a weekly email? It's only one time a week and we put in it things that you may want to know. Links from the show make it easy for you. We give you the show itself. We deliver it to you right in your email box. So we need you to subscribe. Uh, it's how you get into our private Facebook group as well. We have one of those. So sign up at thefrenzy.com today. And we want to give a shout out to our friends who have already signed up for the Frenzy Weekly email. Jennifer Flatley, Leah Carwile, and Cindy Stoffer. Thank you so much for being a part of the Frenzy Tribe. We appreciate it. All right, Jen, we're about to dive into the story about the holidays and what to do with it here in just a minute. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Just heard your friend, neighbor, or colleague has been diagnosed with cancer? Your first instinct is, what can I do? Kick It Pajamas is the answer. Kick It sells pajamas, gowns, and other accessories specifically designed for those going through cancer treatment. Go to kickitpajamas.com and use the code FRENZY to get 10% off. That's kickitpajamas.com, code FRENZY for 10% off. Give the gift of comfort and style. Kick It Pajamas. Let's kick cancer off the planet. Hey, it's Melissa. My family has a history of vascular disease, so I make a point to get my vascular system checked through life screening each year. 
The health of your arteries is important and it's critical to understand your risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease. With a simple preventative screening, I get peace of mind or early detection so that I can take action. Since 1993, Lifeline Screening's highly experienced staff has screened over 10 million people in order to bring awareness to potential health problems for follow-up with your physician. To find out more, go to LifelineScreening.com. That's LifelineScreening.com. And be sure to use the code FRIENDS. That's Frenzy without the Y. So that's F-R-I-E-N-D-Z. Can I tell you a quick story about your singing? Yes. I ran into an old friend of ours uh, the other day, Matt C. Yes. Our kids go to the same school and Matt and I were talking and he asked how the frenzy was going. He said, how is Melissa Carter? And he said that in their house, they always say Melissa Carter. Yes. Every time they say your name because of the song you recorded. Unplugged. Yes. yes. Can you tell everybody about your song? Yes. Unplugged? This was when we were on a morning show together, Jen and I, and um, it was my argument was that producers deserve more credit in the music business than the singers at the time. And it's still kind of the case because the producers are the ones that make the song sound as as good as it does, not the singers. And I said, anybody can be can have a song because the producer will make it right. And so. That's exactly what happened. So I I wrote the lyrics to a song called Unplugged about not being attached to your devices and then went to a producer and they kind of cleaned up the lyrics and we recorded the song and yeah, you can find it on iTunes. So it's called Unplugged, Melissa Carter. And then the beginning of it, I is, yes, the producer has me with the auto-tune, Melissa Carter. Yeah. So... Yes. <laughs> So I do have a song. I do have a song. I guess I'd make fun of my singing, but I get I do have a song. And and you know, it was a a it was a benefit song, so it went to charity. So yeah. And Matsy and his wife Catherine (laughs) are uh, big fans of Unplugged. They still say Melissa Carter every time they think of you. And she is a big listener to the Frenzy too. Hey, well, thank you for listening. Yes. Oh, you have a beautiful family. I I still follow you guys online, so that's fantastic. So cool. Okay, that's not what we're talking about today, though, right? No, no, no. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so here's my question about the holidays. When you have young children, do you have the theory, go big or go home? Or are you a little more reserved about the gift giving and the craziness? Um. And I ask this question because my husband and I are on separate pages. You know, he likes the idea of, um, something you want, something you need, something to wear and something to read. Okay. That mm-hmm. he likes that idea. He likes simplifying the holidays. He doesn't want to over commercialize Christmas. He wants our children to be appreciative of the things that they have and all that, which I can understand, but I completely disagree with. So it's like, I understand it, but I disagree because I feel like on my perspective, they are only this little once and I want Christmas to be magical. And when Santa arrives, it's a wow. And I I just want it to be over the top. And we have this argument every single year. So he's already started on the budgeting. What he doesn't know is that I've been uh, already planning for that and collecting Mm -hmm, some things mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. attic he doesn't know about. Mm -hmm. But 
we can never come to an agreement on this. So I'm bringing it to the table in the frenzy. I want to know how you handle the holidays, how you and your ex co-parent through the holidays. Are you the same? Or are you different? Uh, I, we are go big, go home parents. Okay. I'll just say it straight out. We agree with Jen, but I will say that I think that it's a go big, go home with the parents. My issue is with the extended family. So, um, so Katie and I no longer live together and we, we handle the holidays. Um, we flip flop each year. So one year somebody has him for Thanksgiving the other has Christmas, and then the next year, one of them has for Thanksgiving Christmas. So we don't have them for both holidays. Hopefully that made sense. We yeah. we swap out. And he knows now that Santa knows where he is on Christmas Eve, right? So he was concerned about that when he was younger. It's like, Santa oh, sure. knows exactly where you are. So um, that's being, that, and that's handled by the person he's staying with, you know, to make sure that the chimney's clean and the doors are, you know, secure or open or whatever, however Santa wants to come in. And so she and I are big believers. We make a big deal, right? It's, it's, you know, when Santa comes, Santa, I mean, Santa showers him with all kinds of stuff. And we uh, shower him with stuff. But again, he is the only grandchild on both sides of the family. Oh, wow. And so that causes everybody else to feel as if they need to go big or go home. And so I, when he got a social security number, set up a college fund for him. Okay. So I have always tried to encourage people, <laughs> especially family members, it, he's got this account. So can we at least delete one toy from the collective and just, sp just put 20, 25 bucks in this yeah, every day. Just call. one, just one. Mm -hmm. Never has any one of my relatives or Katie's relatives done it. He is seven years old this year and they have never contributed to the college fund, but they will give him so many toys. And my frustration is that is, I hate to use the word junk up, but it junks at my house and Katie's house. And we literally have given away toys in the future that he has, like, we'll, we'll kind of reassess every year. At the end of the year, what has he played with? What, and there are things that were unopened gifts that he never, ever played with that wow. we have given away. Because it's too much. It's too much. I think that, again, in your immediate that's, home. That's the perspective that Grant has, is that it's too much, it's junk, they're never going to remember it or appreciate it or play with it. I think it. I think when it's your immediate family, I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's okay because you're in control of what you're junking your house up with. Mm -hmm. But like, for, for instance, and I know that our family listens to this podcast, and I say this with all due respect and love, but during Halloween, okay, Halloween, there was a family member that had these ideas of what she wanted to do with Mr. Carter and just didn't get a chance to do it or didn't feel up to it because she also, you know, had allergies and got sick during Halloween. And, and I say also because Jen did too. And yeah, she, then those projects, she just handed over to me as if, okay, you can do it with them, which is fine. I understand, but that's, I already had things that we were doing yeah, and then no, that no. was something else in my house. And so that's the thing is, and I don't, you know, I purposely don't live in a big, big space. Like I, I'm, I'm in a concern because I'm, it's just me and it's Mr. Carter too. But I mean, 
Katie lives in a has bigger space but less storage. It's interesting how I have more storage and less like physical space. She's got more physical, you know, because her physical space is where storage would have been. Anyway, both of us have this problem with this overflowing, and most of it is not the stuff we bought. It's, mm. it's the stuff everybody else has bought. So the, the thing is, I just, you know, this year I've tried to I am the more, and I'll say this all due respect, I'm the more organized of ever. I think they'll agree with that. Katie's family is a very spontaneous, they're the fun-loving, spontaneous, knee-jerk people, right? They're the one, like, um, there was one night that, uh, one Christmas where Katie's brother decided he was going to challenge himself, and on Christmas Eve, he went shopping. He had not done any Christmas shopping before then, and he was going to cover everybody on Christmas Eve, and just whatever whatever the spirit, you know, wow. motivated him to get is what he got. Right. Wow. They're very last minute people, which is fine because that's what makes them fun. And they, there's, they're the ones you want to go to in a crisis because they can handle crisis. I'm not a crisis person. I'm not a triage person. I'm a planner. I'm the planner. And I've tried to coordinate this year more than ever. <laughs> let's, let's talk about what each of us has gotten. So we don't overlap because we've never really talked to each other before. Mm -hmm. And then also that's where I try to throw in, you know, there's a college fund that I've created for, for Mr. Carter when he was one year old <laughs> and nobody's contributed to contribute to it except his parents. So anyway, and a friend, I have a friend that uh, birthday people for anyway, long story short, I agree with you inside the house. I agree with Grant outside your house. I think mm. grandparents, grandparents, you're going to have to, you're going to have to put the, the brakes on it. I know you want to spoil the kid, but grandparents just, no, no, don't do that. You, you be the it's one to make like, cookies um, and stuff like that. Don't give me a bunch of gifts to put in my house. It's almost like they want to be the favorite. Yes. So they want to do the coolest gift or the most fun toy. I can see that kind of happening in our house too, but there's a lot of grandkids to spread out that attention. So I think mm -hmm. that's probably why it's a little bit different in our family yeah. because, you know, Lauren and Reese on my side, my parents have three kids that live in California that they can spoil and my daughters. Right. And right. then on my um, husband's side, there are two other kids that Lauren and Reese share attention with. So there's a lot, there's a lot of attention to go around so they don't get the center of it. Yeah. Katie like and I are the only, only ones one. that had kids in our families. Yeah. But so yeah, no, I mean, that makes focus. sense. Yeah. I, yes. I think that, um, you know, and I, I would even, I would even suggest to grandparents like one gift per kid. I know that sounds crazy, but make it a good gift, but just have some mercy on the parents and what, in their home. Like it's, um, you know, like his grandmother lives here uh, locally. And so there are times I say, keep that in your house. That's your house. You, right. you have to store the things that you get for him. Yes. Um, and then he can look that forward helps. to playing with it when he goes to her exactly. house. Yeah. It's exactly. not like it doesn't become part of the background. Yeah. So anyway, but it, within the home, I think that, you know, when you look back on your Christmases, I do, you know, my parents would go big or go home when I was little. And as I grew older, it became more of those lessons and more of, you know, conversations about shaving down, which was a little disappointing. But still, when I was little, I, I, when I when you said that there was one Christmas, I remember the my five, five when I was five. That was my favorite Christmas ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got a Bert Bert and Ernie dolls. I got a, a red convertible car with the paddles, and I could paddle down the driveway. I the 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 stocking was overfilled with things. I mean, 
it was a, I, I just remember that Christmas being so exciting and I'm 51 years old and I remember my five-year-old yeah. Christmas. And do I not appreciate people or things? No. Do I, am I spoiled rotten and I'm horrible to be with? No. You know, I didn't learn true. negative lessons from having from a that. magical right. Christmas. Yeah. And I feel like we had this argument last Christmas and it was, you know, in the midst of COVID and everything else. So we weren't out really shop. You know, I was doing all my shopping online and I feel like I did pare it down last year. And then on Christmas, I was kind of disappointed. So mm -hmm. I, I felt like, you know what? I do this for me too. Right. Yeah. I do Christmas big because I like the magic of giving, right? I enjoy it. Yeah. So, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean big means you have to spend tons and tons, but I like there to be, I don't know, just wow items and I don't know, just a, I don't, something about it is so fun for me. So it's like by paring it down, he's not only like taking away potentially like some of their magic, but it's my magic, you right. know, and well, I know that yeah. they'll get older and their toys will become more expensive and smaller. Right. So as our girls grow up, they're going to want phones and they're going to want tablets and they're going to want things that are expensive and then they'll they will only get one thing right or they will only get a couple things but here's an idea if it's a very expensive thing but for right. now while they're little and they still want toys and they still want stuffed animals i want to get the biggest stuffed animal i can find you know well even when they get the one thing like you mentioned before i'm stealing an idea from a, a friend of mine who I used to live nearby and I participated in this when her daughters were teenagers she started doing a Christmas was it Christmas morning I guess it was Christmas morning or Christmas Eve morning where it was a mug exchange so all of her daughter's friends as soon as they woke up they came over you could be in your PJs and came over to their house and they cooked a big breakfast for them but they had hot chocolate and coffee and all but it was a mug exchange all you had to do is and I participated one year where you bring a new mug a new Christmas mug and Cute. then you take another one home and it's all you know and everybody tried to be as outrageous as they could right Cute. but it was time spent together so it was all these teenagers that were hanging out and just you know had a place to go and it was just a nice homey feel and it was just fun and it was a theme so that's the thing is when you're when they're older and got to be cool, you know, like it's right. You can still do something special for Christmas. It just does. It's not going to be the same as what you did for them when they were five and six years old. Right. Yes, totally. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go, go back fully armed with go big or go, go big home or go home. Go big or go he home. He might have a bone to pick with you. I'm just saying, if you start getting <laughs> nasty gonna, text messages no, from Grant, then gonna, I'm sorry, Melissa he's, Carter. He's going to throw in all that education background. He's a superintendent. So he's going to give me all that child psychology stuff. And I understand, you know, but um, you, you just respond with like gifs of Santa. Okay. That's right. just, exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell him about my Christmas at five years old. And I'm glad that mom and dad went big or go home because I am still thinking about it almost 50 years later. Love it. And I'm going shopping today. <laughs> Yay. All right. Let's grab a question out of the You Don't Know My Life box. It's a fun game that you can play and you can get it at Amazon or anywhere you shop for games. Um, what's a voicemail that was left for you that you played more than once? This might make me cry. Because it's a voicemail from my grandma who's not here anymore, and I still have it. 
Nice. Dee Dee. Yes, my grandma Dee Dee. Um, and so I um you yeah, play I, it? I can. It's yeah. right here. Dee Dee. It'll definitely make you cry if you play it. Yeah. Actually, I I, I don't think I can do it today. I'm not emotionally ready. Okay. okay. Um but what does it say? What What is the message about? It was on my birthday, and it's the year that she passed. So she left me a voicemail on my birthday. And right after that, got pretty sick, and we would talk on the phone here and there. But um, And then she ended up passing. My birthday's in February. She ended up passing in June. So this was um, the voicemail that she left on my birthday. It's just really sweet, and it's always comforting to go back and hear her voice. But it is definitely emotional because you know i mean anybody you love that much when they when they leave it just leaves a big old hole in your heart you Mm -hmm. know well it's uh, funny similarly the uh, i i go back to the um the uh message machines right back in the day we had the the message machines that had little cassettes in them and i still have the cassette but it's the very same thing on my birthday my parents would get on different phones and they would sing you know, to me, uh, happy birthday. So I still have that one as well. So same thing where I had, you know, yeah, that's a voice message that I, yeah, I'll always keep because it's my parents and I kept it sentimentally because my father had passed, my mother Mm -hmm. had not passed, but yes, now my last birthday, um, was my first birthday without her. And, and I thought, and I didn't play it, but I thought, I'm glad I still have that cassette because now I got both of them, you know, on there. Same thing. Yeah. And you know what, this is a reminder for all of us is to call and leave those voicemails for people, Mm -hmm. right? Because it could mean so much to them that they save it and listen to it later. So especially your children when they, if they, if they're old enough to have phones and stuff, yeah, you know, I mean, I know it's, it's, it's easy to fuss and to correct and to try to corral your kid, but you know, every now and again, don't, don't dismiss just leaving them a voicemail message. That's just sweet. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just, you know, because it, it'll mean more to them than you realize for sure. Because I don't know if I ever told them how much that meant to me. Right. You know, we usually don't do that. It's so true. Okay. So coming up next, Dear Frenzy. Um, if you ever have a Dear Frenzy question for us, this is our uh, new advice column. You can email us, Jen at thefrenzy.com or Melissa at thefrenzy.com. And we can address it here on the show. Today's question is pretty simple. Um, and It is from Jane in Atlanta. She wants to know, hey, Jen and Melissa, are you going to be vaccinating your kids against COVID-19? Yes. Why not? Yes. Science works. It's proven to work. Mm -hmm. It's it vaccines work. So, yes, he will be one of the first to get it done. I mean, to me, it's it's simple. I'm I'm one of the I don't understand why we're still debating it. I really don't. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there is a resistance at times to feeling like, like, oh, like, is it different for kids than it is for adults, right? There's a natural feeling of wanting to protect your kids. But I think uh, I, I agree with Melissa. I am definitely going to vaccinate mine. I mean, you, you, uh, it's to me no different than the boosters we give our kids, you know, like that's, I'm a total vaccine person. Mr. Carter had all his boosters. He'll, he'll continue. I think the, the ones I have to, I I believe in the boosters So, or or in the vaccine so much that there are some that he gets that I can't be around him. So the mumps measles vaccine, which is Mm -hmm. for him, I guess now is in three stages and I can't be around him for two weeks 
because it's the cycle of the virus. It's a live virus shot. Most shots are not live virus, mm-hmm. but this one is, which means that even though his body is going to be resistant to it because of my transplant and my immunosuppressant medicine I take, I could catch mumps measles from him, from the vaccine. So I have to be away from him. I have to be away from my son wow. for two weeks so he could have a vaccine. We've done it twice his, and he'll have his third one when he's 10 and I'll have to do it again. But I believe in vaccines so much that I will sacrifice time with my son to protect him. So when you talk yeah. about protecting your children, giving them the vaccine is what's protecting them. Yeah. Not, not getting I, the vaccine is out of fear and, and it's ridiculous because again, yeah. the science is there to prove that these work. Yes. Um, I, we have, um, our youngest is a cancer survivor. So there, you know, anytime, there's anything to do with her health. I always go to her oncologist. And, uh, so went to him and asked him, I said, okay, do we vaccinate Reese against COVID-19? And he said, absolutely. Yes, do it. Um, and then just like I would make a decision on anything else, I checked with our pediatrician, our pediatrician says, absolutely. So yeah. So ours will be in the first, in the first wave of kids to get vaccinated. And I think that, um, I think it'll be interesting to see, is this the last wave of this pandemic that we can start to have a more normal life once our kids are vaccinated? You know, we still have to think about the youngest, right? Under five still won't be able, but five to 11, I feel like once this wave goes through the country, will we be in a better place with all of this? I I certainly hope so. That's what I pray. All right. So let's see if, um, are you ready? For this week's mirror mantra, yes, I am absolutely. Okay. I am. And here's here's my here it is. So again, basically what I just said when you talk about being true to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I don't this this fake news and this you know I, I, I'm being led in this direction, led in that direction. Well, I mean, don't we teach our children, you know, that you stay true to yourself and you don't get let, you know, if, if somebody jumps off a bridge, are you going to jump off too? Right. We got told that as teenagers and now the same thing's happening with adults. If somebody's going to jump off a bridge, are you going to do it? Okay. But your commitment to yourself is what you need to be focused on. So my mirror mantra today is my commitment to myself is unbreakable because I think we're committed to our family. We're committed to our spouse, our children, our friends, our loved ones. But have you ever thought about being committed to yourself? It's not being commitment. I think that's a a strong, my commitment to myself is unbreakable. So that applies to anybody when it comes to, you know, health issues, but when it comes to losing weight, when it comes to eating better, where it, when it comes to, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that my next relationship is going to be better for me than the last one, whatever it is that you're telling yourself, I wish my life was different because of, well then add to it. My commitment to myself is unbreakable. So that means you're committed to whatever it is you want to do for yourself. And I think that that's a word that a lot of people don't use for themselves. They use it for other people. But how about be monogamous with yourself? Be committed to yourself. My commitment to myself is unbreakable. I love it. I did have to Google how to spell commitment. (laughs) But see... See, there's only one T, two M's, one That's T. That's okay. You want to, you want to be educated, Jen. I appreciate <laughs> those who want to be educated. 
<laughs> awesome. My commitment to myself is unbreakable. I'm going to say that in the mirror several times this week. Thank you so, so much. All right. If you enjoy this episode of The Frenzy, please share it with a friend. We would love for more friends like you to find out about our show. And if you're enjoying The Frenzy Podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening and leave us a review. And check out our Frenzy YouTube channel with videos, extended interviews, as well as bloopers. We'd love for you to follow The Frenzy on Instagram and DM us with your Dear Frenzy advice column questions and feedback. And here's your reminder to share your story. Open up about your story with trusted friends. Your story absolutely matters. The Frenzy is hosted and produced by her, Melissa Carter, and me, Jen Hobby. Sound editing by Bo Johnson. Original soundtrack produced by Tammy Hurt for placement music, written and recorded by Mark Daniels. The Frenzy is a part of the Digitent Podcast Network. The Frenzy celebrates friendships over 40. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We absolutely love your friendship. So until next week, trust your gut, share your story, and stop lying, lying about, about your age. age.